Pat Richter, good morning. Welcome on in, my man. Good morning. Good morning. You guys living it up in Madison, I guess. Huh? Yeah. What's so, uh, what you got on the agenda today? I heard uh, your well, son was saying you're go- playing golf. Yeah, I, I'm glad to hear you're from my son because we don't get much calling from you know he he calls us once in a while to see if we're still alive. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, what do you say to that, man? Oh, jeez. Just that he sends these emojis with Easter bunnies talking in his own voice, you know. <laughs> hey, Pat, well, last time we, hey, Pat, last time we had you on, you, it was right before that you, you had your name put on the court at East High. How was the whole festivities for you? That was a great evening. We had a good time. Barry was there with his family and uh, had a nice time. Hadn't been in, into the new gym since they uh, redid it. And uh, it was a great, uh, great evening. and had a great game at Deaton Memorial. And then... Unfortunately, the uh, season kind of came to an end with the, the corona and uh, yeah. didn't get a chance to see East play Lafayette for a chance to go to the state. So that would have been a nice way to end the season. Man, well, in my mind, East went all the way, man. So I was talking, we were talking here on the show about Wisconsin, an all-time football team. And we were talking quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends. And my phone line lit up, and it was Barry Richter on the other end. And Barry, do you want to say <laughs> what, do you want to tell your dad what you had said to me on air? Well, yeah, you guys are talking tight ends, and you went through like four of them, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" And so, uh, you know, then I had to uh, call you up and mention my dad's name, and then we had another call named Jim, who mentioned actually Ron Vandrickellen, and then Jim Bakken, who actually is, and my dad can uh, say this, he's probably the best uh, kicker or field goal kicker for Wisconsin all time, in, in my opinion. But uh, my dad can chime in there. Yeah, well, he what he was, and, and of course, it, it's really hard to gauge in terms of the eras because back then we had tight end, split end, you had your various formations. He really was, you know, wide receiver, and, and it wasn't kind of a misnomer, but uh, played some tight end and then wide uh, wide out. And it was actually kind of neat because with Vanekel in our last year, the uh, the Rose Bowl year, we had a, we had such a good relationship that I actually was receiver. It's kind of a dream. I was able to go out wide whatever position I had, and I could use a hand signal. I put a hand on my chest for one route. I put my hand up to my helmet for another route. So I could basically look at the defense and say, well, I think I want to run a post pattern, try it, or across the middle or out or whatever. We had such a good relationship that we could just call the plays, and uh, all we did is call a formation, and the guys knew what the count was for block. And then we could uh, just run our own plays out there. So it was kind of fun. That's awesome. Well, Pat Richter and Barry Richter joining us right now on the Joan Ebo Show before Pat goes off in golf. So I don't want to keep you too long, Pat. So if you got to go, just let me know. But I, I kind of want to go down memory lane for you. Now, you were like calling your own shots out there in the field. I love it. When you look at football nowadays, if you were to go back in your playing days and to be transplanting into 2019, 2020, you'd still be able to go out there and beast and be a nine-time letter winner, right? Well, that would be pretty tough nowadays with specialization and everything else. You know, we didn't lift weights until my last year in professional football. That was eight years. So we didn't lift weights in college. We didn't lift weights in high school. We didn't lift weights in professional until about eight years. So that was about, uh, well, almost 1969, 70. And then the Universal Gym came in and some weights and things like that. So it was basically people said, well, you don't get too muscle bound. <laughs> don't be able to flexibility, get, shouldn't swim, get soft muscles, all that kind of stuff. Now it's a specialization. So it would be very hard to do multiple sports today, yeah. even though it would be good for the athletes, that's for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Though. No lifting weights until, wow, that uh, kind of blows my mind. So what did you guys do? Is just, you know, we, we're, just, we're just strong as it is and we're tough as nails? Yeah, that's about it. You know, just to jog a little bit, i tell you one story with George Eisel and a guy named Jim Steffen who lived next door to us in, in Washington and uh, you know, health club opened up downtown, a, a weight kind of club. And so we said, hey, let's go down to this uh, health club and see if we work out, see if it'll help us uh, a little bit. So we spent the off season going to the health club and lifting weights and things like that. We had the same kind of year the next year, so if it didn't help us much, we never went back. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's so bad. I, I, I know you have to go, so whenever you have to go, yep. golf, uh, I get it. You've yep. uh, you got to get it in before he's got to come back, uh, back well, to Wisconsin. It's kind of crazy because it's, uh, they said that uh, it's kind of for the well-being because you got one person to a cart, you've got, you don't have any flags, you don't, uh, you get your clubs in the car and, and you put them on a cart and that's just been sanitized and off you go and then you come back and do the same thing just coming out and so, Taking a lot of precautions, but it's uh, 
you know, it's, it's uh, kind of keeping your mind a little bit uh, sane anyway. Is it, so I know it's Pat, is it hampering your game at all? Uh, the, the weather is it's a bit too hot. <laughs> it's in the 90s. So, so Pat, when uh, you c- my game can't be hampered by any uh, any cracks. <laughs> when you come back to Wisconsin, we can't golf in Wisconsin. It's they're all closed. They're deemed non-essential. When you come back, maybe I don't know if you could use a little pull, a little power, and be like, hey, can you open it up? This is perfect social distancing stuff here. Yeah, they probably in about two seconds they put me in quarantine. <laughs> well, Pat, hit them long and hit them straight today, okay, okay my friend. Good talking to you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, your time. Man. And Barry, right. st- Barry, you're still there, right? Yep, yep. Dude, yeah, thanks yeah. so much. That was so cool. I, I love it, man. So what? What I could gather is you're not calling your dad enough when he's down in Florida. What the hell, man? Oh, I call him all the time. He's just, uh, <laughs> he's just, he's just joshing with you guys. And uh, hey, I just want to say, you know what? You guys are bringing some fun and positive every morning. Love listening to you guys. And uh, and I just happened to listen to, uh, this morning when you're talking about the the all time greats and Badger football. So I just want to say thanks to you guys because there's a lot of people that are uh, at home listening and uh, well, you know, going through some tough times right now. Yeah, I appreciate that, Barry. And uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 crazy how the world has all kind of you know come to this with. Uh, a virus going around. How how have you been, man? How's your uh, well-being and your family? Well, we're doing good. I have uh, I have four kids at home now, all going to school. So the college kids, <laughs> I have two college kids that are home going to school, and then I have two great kids going to school. So I we are at Housing Johnson Insurance. We're an essential business, so I get the. We only have three or four people in the office out of the ninety, but I do get to come in here just to make sure things are working and uh, and helping out helping out. Yeah, for the skeleton crew staff out, so to speak. But uh, anyways, it's um, you know, hopefully we can get this thing slowly opened up for the uh, community, and, and and at some point to open some businesses up because we got we got to get some commerce going. Yeah, no kidding, man. You ain't lying, um, and I'm ready. I'm telling you, dude. If your dad comes back up here to Wisconsin, he needs to have a little pull here. We need to get golf going. My game is getting my game is already bad, Barry, <laughs> but it's getting even worse now, man. Yeah. So yeah, exactly, exactly. So maybe hopefully, uh, hopefully in a couple of weeks it'll open up. You know, Barry, uh, you'll be uh, happy to know that I did indeed. Uh, we're on Twitch. I know you can just you're talking to his phone, but if you were to look at the list I have in my hands for Wisconsin all-time football team, I did put number one, Pat Richter, tight end there right go. there. So I appreciate there you all right. pulling him on here. So what else is new, man? So have you talking to our guy Mark Strobel at all uh, when it comes to uh, rec- rec- recruiting you know, for hockey? Texting. Yeah, just texting back and forth. Obviously, everything just shut down, so you know uh, there's a lot of a lot of uh, downtime for everyone. Uh, it, uh, you know, the one positive, I guess, of, of this is that you're, you know, you get to sit back and reflect, maybe spend some more family time. And um, I have not seen Strobes. Obviously, you can't uh, really see anyone with this yeah. kind of thing going on. But uh, he's doing well, and you know, uh, anyways, it's uh, it's. Couple guys signed for the Badger hockey team. I just want to give you an update on that. So the Kendra Miller signed with the New York Rangers. He is gone. We we did predict that, right? Yep. Uh, a couple of those first rounders leaving, and and Turcotte, um also signed with the LA Kings. And Cole Caulfield is coming back, so that's great. That, that's a, that's good news for Badger hockey fans, right there. So yeah, that is. Great. I know it's a long ways away, and uh, and uh, sports is a long ways away, but. You guys are doing a great job keeping hey, Barry, uh, like well, just today's topic. Well, let me ask you, man. I mean, I, I want to know your story a little more. When you went from the jump from you know college hockey to professional hockey, what was that jump like going into the NHL? Oh, it's a it's a business. I mean, you, you realize that when you you hop in that locker room and and uh, you're sitting with you are a team and you're sitting with your teammates, but at the same time, everyone's playing for a paycheck. And I was in the minors uh, when I first got there. And uh, you're not playing in fancy fifteen thousand seat uh, arenas. You're playing. <laughs> you're playing in front of five thousand people, and you're hopping on the bus for six hours, and you get in at two in the morning, and and then you have another game, and then you hop on the bus for seven hours and go somewhere, and then you have a game at noon on Sunday. So you have three games and three nights, and or or less than you know three days, and it's it's not not a glamorous thing, but that's that's sort of a. The, if you're not a uber stud, that's where you start. You start in the AHL, which is sort of triple league. Yeah, which is uh, very very good hockey, but at the same time, you're not making much, and you're you're on the buses. Do you that's re- for sure. Do you remember? Um, was there one player when you got to the NHL? Was there one player that did you ever get starstruck or be like, "Wow, I can't believe I'm skating with this guy," or "I can't believe I'm going against this guy"? Was there one player that just first happened to you? Oh, it's Mark Messier for sure. So I, I got called up in 1994, right before they went on the playoff stretch, and I was there when they won the Stanley Cup. Obviously, as a practice player, so I wasn't 
part of uh, getting my name on the cup, but I was part of the whole deal. And um, it was just uh, amazing when he came up and he, uh, he said his name. Hey, I'm Mark. Hey, Barry, I'm Mark Messier. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, I know. know. I know you're Mark Messier. <laughs> but a true leader. He's a true leader. And uh, and that's what captains do. That's what true leaders do is to make people feel welcome. Anytime we closed out a series, he grabbed me and said, let's go. We're going to go out to a restaurant and celebrate this. You know, of course, he got four, four or three series you have to win before you got to get to the Stanley Cup. And he was very much team first, and that's what great leaders do. Well, is it, is it, is, was he a guy that just treated everyone as an equal? He did. He was the, what it was, whether it's the, the person that's sharpening your skates or the assistant coaches or the video coaches. I mean, Elvin was just a, an equal in his mind because he knew that he knew that you needed that to be a, a successful team. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't put up on a pedestal, and he wasn't. Uh, and he didn't want to be, but uh, that was just a, a major, major impact on me as a young player to see someone do that for Man. not only the the peons on the team like me who was just new and a rookie. <laughs> You're no peon, Richter. But, Come on, brother. Yeah, well, I was. I was a 23 year old punk. So how can it be a I mean, peon when you're in the NHL? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rookie. Let's put it that way. And 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 you know, he, he sat down and talked to you just like anyone else. So that's that's a true definition of. Uh, of a leader that uh, serves everyone. That's awesome. Hey, before I let you go, Barry, when this is a whole, you know, COVID-19 pandemic is done and the quarantine lifted and we go back, because there will be concerts again, there will be sporting events again. What's the first thing Barry Richter's going to do when this is all said and done and lifted? Well, here it is, bud. We got we got our tickets for Foo Fighters that we're going to play up in Green Bay in, uh, in May 10th, which got uh, delayed until October 15th, so you better mark your calendar. Barry, I know you and I love live music, so when this is, I will get, I still got connections, and I will get us tickets to whatever show, and I'm taking you with me, dude. It's going to be Tool at the Kohl Center if you want to go. It'll be, you know, Silver Sun pickups at the Sylvie, all kinds of good stuff I got lined up. So I'm taking Barry Richter with me because I miss you, brother. Well, I miss you too, man, and I love hearing your voice over on the Resistance, your sister station, the good station, good music. I appreciate that. I can't that. wait to hit some concerts with you, buddy. I can't wait, man. You and I back at Bree Stevens Field to watch, I don't know, Greta Van Fleet if they're back. I don't care. <laughs> Barry, it could be the Hanson Brothers. I don't care. We're going. We're going to have a good time, okay? And I'm not talking to <laughs> Hanson Brothers from hockey. I'm talking to the ones that look like chicks that sing Mbop. Mbop. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, <laughs> you guys have a great week. Great to hear you. Nelly, I know you're in there. Good to hear your voice. And uh, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for calling in, Barry. <laughs> Thanks, Barry. I appreciate your time, man. Take care. There he is, Barry Richter. Love that cat. And a special appearance by Pat Richter. RJ, come on. How cool is that? Big shout-out to Barry Richter and then him bringing his dad on guest appearance, Pat Richter, to make the case to be on the Wisconsin all-time team. And uh, Pat Richter really didn't have to make a case. He was already was on it. Yeah. RJ joining us, Nelson, here too. So, Barry, I know you're still listening to your dad. Tight end. There you go. Pat Richter, Wisconsin all-time The original team. matchup nightmare at Wisconsin. The, yeah, RJ, you were talking off air. The man lined up wherever he wanted and just just, yeah. get, just get him the ball. I like that. You know, tap my chest, pat my head. Yep. I probably should have asked, what did the coach think of you just changing plays at the line of scrimmage? Like, Well, I mean, <laughs> well, is he the last nine-time letter winner for Wisconsin? I Probably. think he's the last one. Could he have been the well, first two? No, there's five. Yeah, there's well, five or something like that. Yeah, he, I think there's I think five. He's like the last one. He was the and last one. You asked him if he could do it again. He couldn't. There's no baseball to do it for. In this oh, yeah, age. that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the the thing that blows my mind the most, because Pat Richter's come on the show a couple times, and this is the second time he's brought it up, because I asked him, hey, if you were to come in today's you know day and age of the game and, and you're in your late teens, early 20s, could you, you know, compete in 2019-2020 football. I think he could. Yeah. But he's like... He'd be lifting and doing all that stuff. Yeah, and but he he's still like, would have played basketball, and he baseball, said, and football in high school. In his whole career, they didn't start lifting weights until his last year as a professional. Right. Was and, that the Redskins? And you weren't... You didn't... You didn't play as a freshman back in those days either. So he could have been like a 12-time letter winner had freshmen been allowed to play. Think of that. Like... <laughs> They didn't lift a single weight until his last year of professional football. Yeah, what do you say, 1969, 1970? Yeah, 1969, 1970 with the Washington Redskins. That's when they implemented lifting weights. He joined the Redskins. He was drafted in 1963. 
And round so, one, pick seven. I mean, you think about that beforehand. It's like let's just line up the best dudes who yeah. are natural athletes out there, and that's what sports was. Hey, did you grow up on a farm? <laughs> did you throw some hay bales around? Are you quick and fast? Yeah, you're a starter. There you go. They didn't work lift for weights. Him. And what I ask him, I'm like, well, what did you guys do then? Eh, a couple of jogs. Yeah, we it's, just jogged a little bit. It's like the. <laughs> it'd be like uh, Herschel Walker. You know, uh, all I ever did was push-ups and sit-ups and run. Oh, I'd, well, there you go. I don't. I don't. Like you didn't lift weights, I, yeah. It wasn't a thing back. I know yeah, it's, it's it just really crazy to think thing. about. It's just crazy to think about. I mean, you look at like uh, that Jack Lulane. You remember that dude? He was like yeah. ripped, but yet all he did was like body weight calisthenics stuff. Yeah, it's not. And, and you're just like, wow. All right, there yeah. you go. Oh, uh, Barry just texted me. He says you could not let her as a freshman. Yeah. Um, my dad, so he played three sports and lettered all three years. Right. Because yeah, he's a beast, Barry. He's a legend. So it just guaranteed if he was allowed to play as a freshman, he would have been starting. Oh, for Probably sure. at all and lettered in all Can we retroactively go give him more letters then? Can <laughs> look, we give him 12? Go look at his JV stats back when yeah. there was JV sports in college and be like, you know what? Those are varsity numbers. Joe, Here you go. Joe and Ebo varsity letters are now being given out retroactively. <laughs> it is now official. Pat Richter has 12 of them. <laughs> All right, so RJ joining us. We're talking Wisconsin all-time team. Nelson and I made the case when it comes to uh, the quarterback. Is Russell Wilson the one? I know he was here just a year and one season, like a rental player kind of, but when he – There's been no other guy like him that played quarterback here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can say, well, look at the career numbers of so-and-so, Bevel, Brooks Bollinger. Uh, Yeah, Ron Vanderkellen did some – Awesome things here, uh, and, but I mean, just productivity-wise, in the amount of time he was here, uh, that's no, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, that's that's got. All right, be so it. we we're all three in agreement. Russell Wilson's the Wisconsin all-timer. I got a, I peeved Nelson a little bit when I did bring up the fact and truth that Joel Stave is the all-time winningest quarterback. He is, but he's not. But like I he's said, not going to make my in, team in the time that Russell Wilson was here. You can't tell me. He'd be the all. He wouldn't be the all-time winning. If you if were to, he was, if you were to switch roles, like you know, Russell Wilson was here for that amount of time what, that Stavey was. Uh, Dave O'Brien or Dan Dan, o, Daniel, Daniel O'Brien. O'Brien. We don't yeah. say that. No, name. no, no. The the coach at uh, NC State who was like, oh, you want oh, the guy that went for Glennon instead? Yeah, the one who's like, you want to just do anything you want in the off season? Who was that coach? He he, it's he chose O'Brien. Glennon over Russ. Yeah. He's like, all right, get out of here. Dude. Well, yeah, because Russ is like, Isn't you know, it? this the gate or whoever the. His, was it the Yankees? Uh, I believe it was the Rockies. The, yeah, whoever the the pro team who had his rights were wanted well, the him Rangers to, did. To, the Rangers. to play for their minor league team in North Carolina yeah. for the summer. And they were like, no, you have to be committed to this team. The team was fine with it. The players are all like, that's our captain. He can go do that. We yeah. know he's coming back. And the coach is like, nope, baseball or this. You're done. Okay, I'm going to go play baseball because <laughs> I can actually get paid there. Yeah. And it's not a sport I do, so I can so, still have my eligibility. Here it is. In two th- January of 2011, Wilson announced that he would report to spring training with the Colorado Rockies organization. NC State head coach Tom O'Brien expressed his uh, differences with Wilson, and yeah. that's where it went Tom south. O- Does he still have a job? Where no. is he coaching he, now? He, is he coaching? He got let go Tom real O'Brien, quick. <laughs> Tom O'Brien does not have any when was his last career updates since 2013-14 as Virginia's offensive coordinator slash tight ends coach. When, when did he get sealed at, uh, at NC State? Uh, looks like the year after. Of Russell course it Wilson. would be. Imagine you have Russell Wilson and you're what, like, well, what, I don't want this guy to play NC baseball. What was NC State's record that year? Um, Probably trash. With Glennon as their quarterback. So that would be 2012? Yeah. Seven and five. Would have been a lot better with Russ. And, and the year before that And with they Russ. went to the Music City Bowl, which he was not allowed to coach in. Yeah. <laughs> he got let go because everybody's sitting there watching, watching Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson ball out with the Badgers. And that AD is just like, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> I, I want to choke you. That like, could have been us. Yeah. We could have been going for a national championship this year. So it's, I think it's safe to say that guy ruined his own career. Mm-hmm. Way to evaluate talent. Yeah. All right, so we're all going to in agreement. Russell Wilson is our all-time quarterback for Wisconsin. How about when it comes to wide receivers? Who um, are we going to go for? Two, two wide receivers. Two. 
Okay. Yeah. Lee yeah. Evans has Lee to be Evans on has the list. to be on Lee right? Evans. I mean, I have some sentimental favorites from growing up where you got Tony Simmons, uh Hayes, Lee DeRamis, JC Dawkins. I mean, that's all in the the nineties and early two thousands. Uh uh, but then you got to look at some of those. Chris Chambers. Chris what, Chambers. What about the you got some of those walk-ons. Uh, Al, definitely. I mean, tunes? I think I'd put Al on there. Uh, well, that dude was a burner. Yeah. Al had some speed. I and think, honestly, what, he T-top 2,000 yards and had double-digit touchdown counts? I, yeah, I think you could stop your list at Evans and Al tune. I'm fine with that. I, I mean, more people can probably chime in and bring up some other guys, but... I mean, I have sentimental sentimental ones, too, but they're not going to make an all-time team. Are we going with, um, like, college and NFL career, kind of that kind of thing? No, Wisconsin career. I mean, if you want to, I'm sure an NFL career will also creep into your subconscious. Yeah, I would would stop at Altoon and Lee Evans. Evans. I'm fine with that. Yeah. If if there's some other people who call in and and sway the vote. uh, I mean, Lee Evans is for sure. Right. I think Altoon's got to be for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Chris Chambers would be my three. Chris Chambers is up there. Uh, I mean, there's just so like, do you do you throw like in, I'm a like, fan of Jared Everett? Yeah, all these walk-ons. Like Jared Everett, Erickson, Alex, Alex Erickson is a um, is a, such a cool dude. Alex Erickson has done so many cool, good, nice, charitable work with us in the mm-hmm. Joni Bo Show, and he's such a down-to-earth guy. And, and he's I mean, a like, North Sider Quint- too, like I am. Quintez Cephas. Cephas is a beast. Right. I mean, it's like you have these current guys but who with are on Cephas, the rosters who with are Cephas pretty good. But Cephas or Aberderis, w- would you take them over a Lee Evans or an Altoon? No. No. Yeah. I mean, there's sentimental value for sure, but I think it's Lee Evans and Altoon if you're doing just two right there. Mm-hmm. And then do we want to do just – I mean, Pat Richter is the tight end. Like, he is end, the end. Well, if do you, we do I another one, though? If you usually like go Chavis by, Beckham? Do we do if you usually go by, like, All-American lists, the only place that has, like, two first-teamers are uh, running back. They usually have, name yeah. two. Uh, wide receiver has two. Uh, you have one at each line position. You have one tight end, one quarterback, and a kicker for your offense. So, if the, yeah, the position that you wouldn't just have one starter at would be running back. And then not and that includes all running backs. So if we want to have running back and fullback and have fullback be a well, we'll do totally running back different and, position. We'll do running back and fullback next. But like, is that separate from each other? Because at Wisconsin, it's separate. But well, then, then, then the, the, if, well, we're the doing a Wisconsin all time team, so let's yeah. do it like hell. Okay. The and the position has actually changed over the years. Because technically Alan Amici was a fullback. Dude, the horse. But he was the feature back. So, do we want to call that running back and then have fullback be its own separate position? Man, you're bringing up a lot of points I know. here. How Wisconsin does it is how we should do it if we're doing the Wisconsin all time team. Matt Bernstein joining us right now on the Joe and Ebo show. We're doing Wisconsin all time football team. And I was leaving the fullback open because I wanted to nominate my man, the Hebrew Hammer, because I did see on USA Today. Uh, a couple days ago that they were, like, reliving awesome stories. It was called Breaking the Fast, a wild Badger football story they may have forgotten. And it was your game against Penn State. Is that – I mean, that right there cements you for me, Bernie, as the best all-time fullback for Wisconsin. You would say what to that? I, I would say thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, you know, it's hard to say that I am I, act, actually the best because there are some solid guys. I mean, you look – Cecil Martin. I mean, you go back to um, Alan Amici, but it's different position. But then you go to Cecil Martin, who I thought was just amazing. Um, you know, you had Derek Watt, who's having a solid career, and you had Brady Ewing, who I think is, you know, could be possibly up there. I mean, all these dudes are way better looking, and probably were way better looking without their shirts on too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bernie, that's funny, man. And then we wanted to get your opinion, too, on who you thought the best running back is because you have been blocking for some running backs. You've watched a lot of running backs. We have Ron Dane as uh, number one, but we need a second. Who, in your opinion, would be you know, an Ooh. all-time running back behind Dane? Wow. You see, like, that's the – we should always be arguing who is number two because number one for me is always Ron Dane. Until somebody can actually 
like do what he did. I don't think you'll ever see that again. Um, Jonathan Taylor's close though. I don't know. I, Melvin Gordon's pretty good, man. Like that guy had a solid career. It might be an understatement. Have, pretty good. I, yeah, I know. But you have Monte Ball. You have John Clay. You have guys who like I would. You know what would be crazy if Dwayne Smith never got hurt with that heart thing. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he could have been possibly one of them. Um, I think if Calhoun didn't make the wrong choice and go to uh, <laughs> what is a Buffalo, Colorado, he could have been one of the best. Because he had a what he had fifteen hundred yards in a, in a season. Yeah, I still loved giving him a hard time for being on the losing end of that Alamo Bowl. He uh, he fought, he, he uh, didn't run out of bounds. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, he'll get, never let that down. No, and he gets <laughs> so upset every time you bring it up. Well, well, he did it, didn't he? He did do it. So, I mean, he did I mean, do it. Do you think if you had a time machine and go back, he'd change that one thing over? Listen, he made a lot of bets. He went to Colorado, <laughs> and he didn't go to Wisconsin. So that's one that's, huge thing. That's on him. Now, Bernie, when on the recruiting trail for you, who was it that um, who was recruiting you? And said they was it UConn? Was it? It was there was a there was a bunch of small schools because I went to a pretty small school, yeah. and the bigger schools were like Syracuse. Um, uh, Wasn't there one school I, that said you, they didn't want you as a fullback or something? No, Penn State passed. That's they just didn't, they're just like we're not we're not interested. And UConn said um, that I would never be a good NCAA college football player. And here you are on the all time list for a fullback. How about that, Bernie? Yeah, you know, I I, just, I actually think listen, it it, it it like gives you that burn, right? Like every time we went to, to play Penn State, and they had they were linebacker you at the time. I was like, I am going to try to kill each and every one of you because <laughs> Joe Pot didn't take me. Now, in the long run, it worked out very well for me. There's no scandal. Like, there's no craziness <laughs> I had to deal with ever. I mean, that, hey, yeah, you're and, you're Wisconsin folklore. You're like a le- you're you are not like you are a legend. Listen, I went to the best school in the universe, and I played football for the best team in the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and you know, really, I, you're I, a I cult hero. And I appreciate that. I mean, I mean, I, I know mean, you don't want to admit it, but the truth is, you are. Like people are writing, USA Today is writing articles about you years after the fact. Yeah, that was cool. I actually looked that guy up on uh, LinkedIn and sent him a message saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did he respond back? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he wants to do a uh, like a fifteen year or whatever the like around Yom Kippur next year. Oh, that's so cool. Like, Let me know. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I gotta thank people. Like I, I, I really appreciate. It. Like I, like the love I have. You know, it's huge. But uh, folk folk hero, uh, cult hero, I think, for a number of reasons. But besides the Penn State game and running into people full speed and being absolutely crazy, you know, I, I ran through Forest Lights like it was my job at Wando's and the KK. Oh, dude, of course. And, and you got the incredible stories of uh, harassing the equipment managers and whatnot, you know, hiding the yeah. cones. Yes, there was some good also, but you know, all in good fun. I oh yeah, never, I, maybe never harassing was a bad word. I, I never, I never had to fun. deal with that. He, he had Lucas. He was uh, messing with that whole time. So, so Bernie, when it, when it, you know, for the COVID nineteen pandemic and all this, you know, nonsense going on of who knows, you know, what's going to happen. How important was like the 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 training camps in the you know the the summer and the spring? How was important was that like for you and your playing career when it comes to the actual season? You know, I, the the so for the spring practice, I would do anything my last four spring practices or spring seasons to have COVID nineteen hit. That's how that's how that's how much fun you had there. I, you, what are you? You're practicing. So in like your second. So once I. So my second. My first and second. Let me take that back. Was very important. I was pretty new. I was unpolished. When you start going third, fourth, and fifth season, you're really trying to get the young guys caught up. So, like when I was a young guy, it was it was great to catch up. When you're in, like, what I'm going full speed in the in the spring against Alex Lewis, like you're, <laughs> it's like an appetite to just get hurt or something stupid. And you know you got to get these younger dudes caught up. So I mean, but the last three years, listen, you could have the flu hit, and I would have been happy to miss. <laughs> But the summer I loved, man. The summer I worked in the stadium eight hours a day. I worked out at six in the morning. Like, I wouldn't give that up for the life of me. Like, I, I was with Zach Hampton. My brother was there a year. Like, it was like a revolving door of football guys. And all we did was scrape gum off the floor, paint stuff, and basically laugh all day. Well, sounds pretty fun, to be honest with you. And then you'd mess with, uh, like, someone would be trying to practice their field goal kicks and you'd throw balls at them. 
Yeah, but that that's what had to happen. Though. <laughs> <laughs> that's what had to happen. <laughs> you gotta have you gotta make those guys tough. You know, I, you, know you love this. I told um, I can't remember what his last name. Uh, he was my boss. His name was Dick. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, my oh, boss yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, what was no. It? Um, uh, he he did the down marker for like. 30 years. Yeah, he's just this old guy with Coke bottle glasses. He's awesome. Yes. You just know him as Dick. So, that, so, that's his name. name. Yeah. Well, I, no, I yeah. can't remember his last name, but great guy. Was it Dick Falk? Yes. That could be wrong. Nope, that could that's be right. it. Yep. Look at that. I remember stuff. I, I don't know how I remember it. So, but this dude, <laughs> this dude once told Zach and I when the construction was going on the stadium, there's dust everywhere. And Zach Hampton and I, he walked us up, you know, like one of the stairwells that you walk up to the different, a different level. And he's like, guys, just take this bucket, wash the stairwell. And I was like, Dick, I have two two questions. One, it's going to get dirty tomorrow. They're doing construction. It's, what, what a waste of time. And he's like, yeah, but you know, we got to find something for you guys to do anyway. And I was like, dude, I was like, Dick, um, I can't work without the radio. So where is it? And so he, you know, he gets guys like, uh, okay, I'll go get the radio. So Zach and I were standing there with a bucket. I legitimately took the bucket, I threw it on the wall, and Zach's like, what are you doing? We're going to get in trouble. I'm like, dude, just sit down and watch what happened. Dick came back. I was like, Dick, we just, dude, we worked really hard and we're done. And he like went up to the wall, he went by, and he's like, all right, good job, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach Hampton was like, what do you guys do here? I was like, listen, Zach, if you think that I'm going to wash a wall that we have to come back tomorrow to do, I'm not doing that. I'll paint whatever. I'll scrape gum all day. But <laughs> Birdie, it's called working smarter, not harder. Yeah. I'll tell you, my favorite thing, they had the um, the laundry room that's like right there uh, outside. Oh, what's the hallway called? Heroes Hallway? Or, oh, a Badger Alley. Yeah, Badger Alley. And so they re- they were getting they got rid of all the uh, laundry units, and on the ceiling was like the most absolutely disgusting lint. It looked like five um, like feet of lint. So we're in there trying to like RJ's not just said yes. Top. We're trying to throw like stuff up there to get it off, and all of a sudden it starts coming down like in chunks, and it's like dusty. So I'm like, Dick, listen, we can't breathe this stuff in. We need some eye protection. So he's like, All right, I'm gonna go get you know, eye protection and, and, and goggles and, uh, and uh, masks. He comes back with a dude with a leaf blower. What? And I was like, oh, hell no, Dick. I'm out. So we're outside watching this dude shoot a leaf blower up. It looks like it's a snow globe. And Dick is in there cleaning out his, his smoking pipe. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is Badger Alley? Yeah, Badger you know, Alley. That, that I, hallway, favorite... uh, the east side of the stadium. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Dick, you should not be like, you can't go in there. You can't smoke out of your pipe. There's all this crap flying around. And I was like, I'm not working in this. My brother and Zach Hampton. I'm like, guys, get out of there. You <laughs> <laughs> just start shooting the, the leaf blower up into the uh, the ceiling, and it's shooting all this like crud everywhere. Bernie, and, and this was this was like spring practice. No, this was in the summer. Okay. Yeah. This is- Summer summer jobs at Camp Randall were the best. You had like you had a list of like things that'll take you one week to do. You stretch that out into the entire summer. <laughs> Unless you're throwing buckets of water on the wall, right, Bernie? Yeah, but that's part of it. <laughs> that's like the thing where it's like the redundancy of the stuff you have to do on a day in, day out basis, you just don't do it and let it let it pile up until you actually have to do it. So Bernie, but, you would do you miss it then? Uh, yeah, I miss it every day. I, if I could do that job forever, I think I would. That's funny, dude. It, hey. it was, it was like the most fun you could possibly have. Like Dick, all those dudes are so funny. The stories, Daryl, like you can see these guys. They still lift up the screen in yeah. the south end zone. Like these, the guys who put guys, up the nets for yeah. kicks and stuff. Yeah, they, they they work facilities during the week and then game day. They're doing like no either chains or other stuff. The amount of work that goes in behind the scenes they don't even know about. That's crazy. Hey, Bernie. I'll tell, you guys, I'll tell you guys one more quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a second, Ebo. Oh, my God. Bernie, it's you. You're going to have all the time in the world, dude. So I got my brother. The job. RJ, RJ's doing another radio hit right now, so he had to leave. So RJ said oh. bye. <laughs> so I got my brother the job. He's not a student athlete. He was just a student. So he's, uh, it's my third year. He's getting paid more than me because I was an athlete, so I couldn't get, pay, I couldn't get raises, yeah. which was lunacy. <laughs> Alex, at like 9.15 in the morning, 
is sleeping on the W. What? On the field? Barrett, on the field, passed out. He's Was he hungover? Barrett, oh, yeah, very hungover. <laughs> and this is your brother, Barrett, Bernstein? Yeah, this is my brother. This is now. So Barry Fox, the head maintenance guy like for the whole entire stadium, drives in the golf cart, and he's like, Yo, Alex, what, are you all right? And Alex goes, oh, yeah, yeah, um, I'm just on my 15-minute break, and I'm taking a nap. And Barry's like, okay, cool, and just drove away. And I was like, Alex, you can't do that stuff here. He's like, oh, I'm so hungover, though. <laughs> so your brother's hungover sleeping on the W in the middle of the field of Camp Randall? At, like, 9.15 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, and you had to, like, vouch for him to get him this job because he wasn't an athlete, right? Yeah, I mean, he was. He did. A, I mean, it really wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, yeah. I, I had to. I vouched for him. Uh, we had a very fun summer. Oh, the stories that you have, man, of Badger football are just awesome. And there's so many I wish we could share on air, but we can't. But I'll cherish those memories forever, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bernie, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, man. And um, last quick, you know, minute here um, before I let you go. Everything's cool in New York, though. Like everything is like I know. What are the streets like? Are they just like? Those are dust balls, like, rolling around? Yeah, it's really quiet. I mean, uh, you know, some things are still happening, but, you know, you run into Central Park and there's not a lot of people. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything's pretty quiet. I think a lot of people left, and I think a lot of people are very scared to go outside, which, I mean, Just right wear your now, scarf. it's like, yeah, wear your scarf and so, don't touch anyone. What's the first thing Matt Bernstein's going to do when the quarantine's lifted? Oh, my God. Run down the street naked. No, uh, <laughs> I, I got this one place called the Candlelight Inn. Best chicken wings you'll ever eat. Oh, really? I want to go there, get extra sauce. Hot? Use my fingers. Hot sauce. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Use my fingers and then lick my fingers off. Like, lick all the sauce off my fingers. Maybe you and Allie, your new, you know, your new wife, could do that together. It would be like an impromptu honeymoon. Are you guys going to oh, do no, no, a honeymoon? No. Uh, we're hoping that we will do a honeymoon at some point, but Allie won't watch me eat chicken wings. She says it's barbaric. <laughs> That's because you're a pure man, Bernie. You're a pure I man. I eat the knuckles. I eat the knuckles. Yeah, you got to clean it all off. You got to clean it off. You can't <laughs> it's be actually really gross, but I love it. I love it. I do the same thing, dude. Like when I eat chicken wings, it's got to be like all, all that's left is like gnawed on bone. That's it. Yeah, it's gross. Well, how are you guys doing? How's Wisconsin? Yeah, I mean, Bernie, let's, we'll just keep this conversation going. You know, Wisconsin is... We're doing good. We're we're dropping pretty fast uh, for the the curve right now, and um, there's less and less cases. So, I mean, was the golf courses are closed? They were deemed non-essential. That's kind of crazy to me. We can't even golf. That's like the perfect social distancing thing. My ball's always in the woods, anyways. It's not like I'm ever yeah. buying anybody. I mean, everything is fine here. It's just you know driving on the belt lines a breeze. Um, I miss my bars. You know, we can't go to a bar get a drink. Other than that, though, I've just been drinking a lot, dude. You know, it's crazy how much the world has really shut down. It's like nuts. the whole entire world. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy, man. And um, I don't know. What, what, what's Yo, your I, gut say? Do you think there's going to be football? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, I don't. I think this I think this will last way longer than expected. Well, you're, di- you're living in a different kind of universe, though, because New York's got yeah, bad. And here it's just, thing is, it's, you know. It's, yeah, but ha- what happens when, let's say this lifts in July. What are the what are the now new regulations? Can you have eighty thousand people at Camp Randall, or does everyone have to have a mask on? God, I don't want to wear a mask. I don't want to either. But like, what does that look like? You know, like I I just don't know what that looks like for mass mass gatherings. I don't know what it looks like for you know even the university. Like what they they just stopped all the athletes in the spring. So like you're losing money. Well, could you I don't imagine? Know what that looks like. Imagine like you're going to graduate, or it was you know you're you're a spring athlete and you were going to do track or whatever, and now all of a sudden it's just you can't. Like when you did graduation, I mean, do you still think about that? Do you, were you hung over at the time? Do you remember it? Like was that a, a special part when you got the, you know, put the cap and gown on and like was that special for you or is that just ah eh, whatever? I mean, it, it was special. It was, I was in the Kohl Center. Like, it was really cool. You know, you look up, I could see my brothers were both passed out from being hung over. <laughs> so, like, that, that part is always like, you know, that's what I remember. Those are the funny things. Yeah. Um, I couldn't tell you who spoke. It was nice to, you know, shake the chancellor's hand sure. again and, and get, get the, what's it called, get my fake. Um, get your piece of paper to hang on the wall. <laughs> yeah, but it's not real. It's not even in there. <laughs> They're like, Bernstein, you might not pass this semester. We're not going to give you your uh, 
your diploma yet. No, but I mean, so that's, you know, like I really feel bad for seniors in high school and seniors in yeah. college, especially yeah. like you can never, you can never be a college, a college senior again. Yeah. I mean, you can be a fifth year, but it's never going to Was that your favorite same. year? I mean, that was a great year. I, you know, I loved pretty much all of them. I, I can't really say I had like one was better than the other. Like, I lived with uh, Brett Bell and Mark Zalewski that year. It was awesome. The year before, I lived with Michael Cleaver. Awesome. <laughs> the year before that, I lived in a house with Bashodi, Mark Bell, Shabert, Katula, and this other guy. We had, like, <laughs> that place was... Who was the other guy? I, I can't remember. He didn't play football. I can't remember <laughs> his name. He was, he was the nicest dude, though. He was the I guy that just did all your dishes and whatnot? No, no, no. This place was like a frat house. It was... It was it was so gross. I think we had paper plates. Like, no one was cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was horrible. Oh, Nate Howard lived there, too. We had, like, seven guys that lived there. Man, I couldn't imagine those stories from that house. My God. Yeah, well, those were those were. Are you well, trying to Are you trying to kill time so you don't want to go back to sitting, uh, having to talk to your newlywed wife no, right I now? Just, I just, uh, dude, I, when we start reminiscing, like, it's like, too fun. Well, let's get, you on, let's get you on again, like, next week, and we'll reminisce some more. Do whatever you guys want, man. I got I got stories for days. I know you do, brother. Players. All right, Bernie. Well, fortunately, I mean we're up against. I'm really late for a break, so I got to take a break. Let's work right, on. I love you guys. Let's work on next week to get you back on to share some stories. Hey, okay, everyone, brother. Be well. Be safe there out there in Wisconsin. Uh, you know, I wish I was there with you. Same. I wish we could chug some beer right now, brother. But uh, right. that day will come <laughs> again. I swear. All right, later, guys. Thanks, Bernie. There he is, Matt Bernstein, the Hebrew Hammer. I love that cat. So right now. I think we should run a Twitter poll in the 9 o'clock hour for Melvin Gordon versus Jonathan Taylor because Bernie didn't really give an answer. <laughs> Bernie, well, he, Ber, Ber, yeah, Bernie, Bernie toe-tapped his way all around that one. He did. <laughs> Welcome back, RJ. Hey. How was your hit? Were you on Eau Claire radio as well? Yeah. How'd it go? It was good. What you guys talk about? Uh, draft prospects from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so speaking of draft, pros- draft prospects from Wisconsin, we really haven't gotten an answer if it's uh, Dane or it is Dane. I mean, Gordon or Jonathan Taylor, but we'll save that for 9 o'clock to put the Twitter poll out there. <laughs> so, RJ, fullback, I'm writing in Matt Bernstein. Yeah. I know the Alan Amici thing is... Well, I mean, even Bernie said that's a totally different animal since yeah. he's... He's like the... He'll be our hybrid. Like right. Nelson said it. He's our hybrid. At, at the time, the fullback was the feature back. So, yeah. All not... right, how about linemen? Left tackle got that no problem, Joe Thomas. Yeah. Center, right tackle, left guard, right guard... This is where it's going to get difficult. I mean, for tackles, I mean, you got Towser, Ramchek, uh, Gruber, Karimi, uh, even. Yeah, he's an all American. Karimi um, was a beast. I mean, th- th- here's where you're going to have the problem because Chris McIntosh as well. Um, well, that's a good problem to have, though, for Wisconsin football. You go to center, and we talked about Travis Frederick. We talked about um, Webster, uh, Mike Webster, uh, Corey Raymer. Uh, you go to guard, you got guys like Bill Ferrario and, uh, I mean, Zeitler, Zeitler. Those are just more of the recent ones. But, but I mean, like, man, there's a lot. Yeah. Wisconsin, this is where I think we're going to have the biggest debate. With the big uglies on the offensive line? The, the hog mollies. The hog mollies. I like that. The hog mollies. Obviously, Joe Thomas is right there. Uh, I'm reading the list right here. They got John Moffat at left guard. Yeah. I mean, Moffat was great when he was here. He was. I got an interesting story about that, but uh, uh, he, we'll yeah. we'll stick with on the field. Um, do you, would you go John Moffat a left guard? I mean, there's it, they got Iron Mike Webster at center. Yeah, I mean, he was an all time great. Uh, is, is that an easy one then? If you're if you just describe them as an no, all time great, right. I mean, he was your all first fifty years and all century team for the. The NFL. Um, <laughs> you just described him as an all-time great. Does he make the all-time Wisconsin team? I'm going to have to say, if you just described him yeah. as an all-century, I, 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 I think put, we're going to dial I'd, in Iron Mike Webster. Yeah, I'd put center. Mike Webster on there. All right, so we're just knocking through the list. we got center right now. <laughs> so we got Iron Mike Webster. Okay, done. I mean, you even have Joel Thomas. Yeah, uh, Don, Donovan, Donovan. Donovan, not, not Dominic. Dominic. Dominic's the one that bullied the Wisconsin band. Yep. And <laughs> was he with the, the, the Lions? Lions? Yeah. Oh, um, but, yeah, I mean, I there's. Mean, basically, you can grab almost 
every other starting guy at either tackle, guard, or center yeah. from 1990 on. Right. And they might be on this list or have a real consideration for yeah. this list. And then you have uh, Gruber, who's from a little earlier. Uh, and then uh, S- uh, Snell. He was an uh, All-American. I'm with, sorry, but when uh, you said Snell, I just thought of Tony Snell. The Milwaukee Buck at one time. I mean, I'm, I'm and trying then, to think. It was and whoever then the Gruber, was, the yeah. freaking lawyer guy with the commercials. <laughs> one call. Well, that's all. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> one call. That's <laughs> all. All right. So I'm uh, the list I'm reading right here. They got former big, uh, all Big Ten performer Casey Robach would take the right guard position. Yeah. And would be flanked by 1998 All American Aaron Gibson at right tackle. Oh, I forgot about Gibby. Oh, Gibby. Yeah. I, There's so many good names on the I line. I might put Gibby at, at the other tackle. I mean, that's the most athletic 400-pound guy I've ever seen When in my you life. can describe a 400-pounder as athletic. He could do the splits. That's crazy. I mean, Who was the guy from Wisconsin like two years ago was doing backflips? Uh, Alive Sobopalu. Yes. Yeah. Man, that big man could flip. Yeah. And he's not even going to make the D-line. Isn't that nuts? <laughs> So, I mean, are we going to go the All-American Aaron, Aaron Gibson at right tackle, Gibby? Yeah. I'm done with I, that. I, wow. We just completely completely right. forgot about him. Well, that's why I'm here for you, RJ. Aaron Gibson. All right, then how about left guard and right tackle? we got to fill those. You want some time to think about it? Who's the right guard? Moffitt? Did you put Moffitt down? Don't we need both Oh, I'm sorry. Guards? Tackle. So my bad, my bad. bad. Yeah. Right tackle, both, guards. both guards. Both uh, guards. Yeah, okay. I might need time to... I think um, Zeitler's got to be on there for guard. Zeitler over Moffat. Yeah, Zeitler's pretty good, and I mean, well, I, yeah, I might. Doesn't that speak I, volumes about Wisconsin though? It's like we're naming so many all timers, and it's like hard to pinpoint it. Like yeah. how, how there's like their cup runneth over of linemen. There's a lot Wisconsin. of old linemen we can we might have to go through before we pick. Uh, well, the let's guards. just say let's just say this all time Wisconsin team won't be short of depth on the offensive line. No, no, not at all. Like you have. You'll have a lot of guys who had uh, nice NFL careers in nice. in the three deeps here. I think Peter Kahn's is like our fifth string center. Oh, wow, <laughs> that's <laughs> like that's the best. Like you're you're like and he's fifth string. All right, so okay, great. You guys keep thinking for uh, left guard and right guard. Nelson, you said who should be on guard? I think Kevin Zeitler. Zeitler. All right, so right now quarterback Russell Wilson, wide receivers Lee Evans and Al Toon. Tight end, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy that is like, he's the last nine-time letter winner, Pat Richter. Running back, Ron Dane, we still got one spot open running back. Fullback, I see Bern- I see Matt Bernstein. Yep. <laughs> I mean, did you hear the man's stories? He's a, he's a fan favorite. I mean. He's a called hero. Yeah. Center, Mike Webster. Left tackle, Joe Thomas. Right tackle, Aaron Gibson. We're debating on guards right now. And kicker, we got Jim... Uh, Jim Bakken. Yeah. We haven't even touched on defense yet. No. Tomorrow. Yeah, there's always tomorrow. All right, Zach, so we're talking uh, all-time Wisconsin football team here. We had a good friend of yours who was also on the camp with you uh, years ago, Matt Bernstein. I I said, Matt Bernstein, you got to be my number one fullback of all time for Wisconsin football. I know there's this guy named Alan Omichi, but uh, he's like a hybrid for me. He's like a hybrid. I don't, I don't know where to put him. And then Pat Richter even came on our show today at 7 o'clock with his son Barry. So we put tight end as Pat Richter. I mean, nine-time letter winner. Come on. Quarterback, we have Russell Wilson. Would you agree with that for all time? Yeah, as long as Joel Stave's number two. Oh, Nelson got his panties in a bunch this morning when I brought up Joel Stave. But let's, that's nothing new for Nelson. And then no. wide receivers, we got Lee Evans and Al Toon. What do you think about that? I like I like Lee, Lee Evans' best by far, in my opinion. And, yeah, Altoon works. Um, I think there's probably some other guys who would uh, want to be in there. But Al, you know, in terms of what he was able to do later on, he probably, he, he's up there. He's up, I mean, who would you have us up there possibly for a number two well, I mean, wide receiver? I mean, Brandon Williams, the way that he played throughout his entire career. Um, honestly, uh, just the one year. I mean, Jared Aberderis, you could certainly uh, make a, a yep. case for um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of different guys you could throw in there. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate that, that uh, Quintez didn't get another year because I think if he had put it up another year like he did this past season, you'd have to consider him too. So there's, I mean, there's been a lot of they haven't had a lot of great wide receivers. Lee Evans is pretty much it, but I mean, Chris Chambers. I mean, there's there's a yep. bunch of guys you could throw in there. 
Uh, all right, now we move on. Oh, then for a uh, line, we were kind of working on Mike Webster for center, Joe Thomas, obviously left tackle, right tackle, Aaron Gibson. And then we kind of head up to debate for left guard, right guard. We haven't finalized anyone yet. Would you have any, I don't know, suggestions for the line? Yeah, I mean, Kevin Zeitler probably has to be in there. Yeah, Nelly said that. Um, and then in terms of guards, I mean, maybe you could even go back to uh, who am I thinking here? Um, you, yeah. you you think about I mean, it. I, I mean, I mean, you could put honestly, you could put Travis Frederick in at a guard spot. He played guard uh, for a stretch. Pecans uh, did. I mean, even going back to the early '90s, Joe Rudolph was really really good guard for them. So yeah, I mean, you, you go a number of different ways. I mean, there's so many linemen. It's hard to just you know pick a couple. It's it's yeah. it's tough. I mean, that's a good problem to have for Wisconsin. But the, I think the greatest problem they have, which is a good thing, and that's why I you know you eat, sleep, and breathe Wisconsin. You're covering Wisconsin. You've been doing it for a long time. Running backs. Yeah. We have Ron. Uh, let me rephrase this. We I have Ron Dane as my number one. Nelson wouldn't yeah. even have him on the all-time team. Right now, you'd have him as third. Yeah, I have Ron Day in pencil in at three behind Jonathan Taylor and Melvin Gordon. <laughs> I don't think that's really that funny. I think that's – And you would say that to uh, – you would say what to that, Zach? Uh, Ron Dane is number one among all-time lead rushers in the NCAA. That is that, – that, there's no doubt about that. Uh, anybody who says otherwise can go <clears throat> uh, well. In terms of this, though – Does it rhyme with duck? <laughs> yes, they can go duck off. Um, <laughs> in terms of this, though, I'm a Melvin Gordon guy. So uh, that Melvin was the Gordon. debate. We have Melvin Gordon Mel- or Melvin's my, my one. Melvin's your Melvin's your number one. Melvin's my number one in terms of this team. In terms of all-time leading rusher, Ron Dane is. But in in terms of list list, look, and what? Just think about what he did in 2014 with essentially zero passing game. And not a and not a single one of the guys that were on that were blocking for him that year ended up getting drafted. Tyler Maris is the only one that Maris actually is the only one that ended up playing in the NFL. Think about that. And they didn't have a passing game; they had nothing. And he ran for twenty five hundred yards, mm. the mo- second most of any player in uh, FBS history. I I don't know how you could have a more a better season as a running back than what he did that year. So, so he is he is my number one. And then Jonathan Taylor would be my number two, and Ron Dane would be number my number three. Wow. Can you believe this? You and Nelson Raisbeck, who's got the biggest smile on his face right now, the biggest uh, crap-eating grin, which he has a lot on his face, that you and him agree. How does it feel, Zach? Well, we don't agree. He has Jonathan Taylor as his one, yeah, t- Well, I mean, me you got the same would, list, we have though. the top, same top three. How does it feel? Yeah, I mean, don't we all have the same top three or no? Well, I would put Ron Dane first, and then yeah, I would yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, like in terms of top three. Yeah, I mean we have the same top three. Then yeah, so yeah, okay. Jonathan Taylor, something I said that is is kind of bizarre to say, but I think I'm onto something. Is Jonathan Taylor underrated despite having a th- the best three year stretch as a running back of all time? Yeah, he never finished higher than was it sixth in the Heisman voting despite having put up uh, two thousand yards twice and. Uh, you know, and close to it a third time. I mean, I he is uh, as underrated as he could possibly be, and I think a lot of it has to do with his personality and the way that he went about his business. He wasn't he wasn't a you know fire you know tire like a guy that gets fired up at the at everything. He's not a guy. He's not a big talker. Like he says all the right things. He does all that type of stuff. It was it was really understated, and that's I think probably why it's underrated. But and I think it's also because Wisconsin puts out. We guys were talking about the running back issues. This is why. I mean, everyone thinks it's a system thing. That's why yeah. Wisconsin backs are so underrated going to the NFL is because everyone thinks it's Wisconsin. It's plug and play. And Jonathan Taylor is as special of a player as they've ever had, and he is underrated because of uh, of the guys that have come before him, because of Melvin, because of Monte Ball, because of uh, you know James White and everybody on down the line. Yeah, I mean – yeah, can't can't disagree with any of that, Zach. Now, when it comes to you know, let's let's stretch it forward to the upcoming NFL draft. I've been seeing. I know you compiled a list up at MadCitySportsZone dot com of what the Packers were going to do. But before I ask you about that, what do you think? You know, your heart of hearts or your in your gut, what Jonathan Taylor is going to be drafted at? I think he's going to go in the second round. It may be mid to or maybe early to mid second round. I think I, it'd be awesome if he was able to jump into that first round. I just don't know if uh if any of those backs are going to whether you know 
whether it's the kid from Georgia or whether it's J.K. Douglas or whether it's uh, J.T. I, I don't know if any are going to be able to jump in the first round, but um, he's certainly he's going to find a place. And, and you think about all the guys that went in the second round that have gone on to, to huge careers, including Derrick Henry, who last year led the league in rushing. He was a second-round pick. In fact, only I think it was only uh, three of the top ten rushers this past season were first-round picks. So he's going to find a great team. But I think Zach Bond's the name that comes off the board first. I think there's a lot of people looking at him late first round, early second round, and that to me is just insane considering where he, where we were with him coming into last year, where he had I think four career sacks and really hadn't hadn't been able to make a huge impact, and he comes and did what he did all Big Ten and um, you know the double digit sacks. He's he has showed out, and I think that's going to lead to him being the first off the board among Badgers. Zach Heilprin, our sports director, joining us now on the uh, Joe and Ebo show. Now, Zach. Bond was on our show uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, right before the you know the, the shutdown and the quarantine happened. Would you think if the Packers, I mean, would he be a fit for the green and gold if he was around in that pick 30? Would that be something the Packers would be eyeing up that early? I've seen at least one mock draft that had him going that going there. Same. Um, yeah, he's not he's not going to be like we all think of him as an outside linebacker, right? Like a guy that's going to play on the ball and cause that's what he did at Wisconsin, but that's not what he would be in the pros. I think he's more, he can, I think he could move to, uh, I think he could be an inside linebacker in the Packers scheme. Um, he's, uh, he has that ability to, to be in coverage. He's certainly going to get an opportunity to rush at, you know, wherever he ends up, but that wouldn't be his main thing. And so, I think he could be a fit with the Packers, but uh, I feel like they've got some other needs, even though yeah. you know there's a little uncertainty at that inside linebacker position, no doubt for them. So the article I'm reading on MadCitySportsLine.com, you wrote a uh, mock draft roundup for the Packers. What is the one position that you noticed a lot of people were eyeing up for the Packers? It's like everything, everyone's wide receiver, pretty much. I mean, there's there's one that uh, Daniel Jeremiah that went with uh, Jordan Love from uh, uh, from Utah State, but. Other than that, pretty much everyone's going wide receiver, and a lot of them have have uh, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU, falling to him. I think if he fell to him at thirty, that'd be huge. Best case scenario. I don't know if he. I, I'm a little hesitant to say that he's going to make it there, but if he does, that to me that'd be a slam dunk pick. And I know that means that there's no way that they'll ever draft him, but if that happens, <laughs> like if he's there. Um, there's going to be a lot of people calling for that to be their pick, and uh, I would certainly not. Uh, be opposed to it. He's a big-time playmaker, and um, I think he worked great with Rodgers, now, would Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, would you, and you, you mentioned that one guy, Daniel Jeremiah from NFL.com, having Jordan Love out of Utah State going at 30. Would that be something you could see the Packers possibly doing, is looking ahead for the future at the never quarterback never, position? Right? Yeah. You never say never. Uh, I've seen some other mocks that have them taking a quarterback in the second round. One that has Jake Fromm uh, from Georgia, who apparently is really impressed uh, – General managers, big favorite of coaches too, because of his uh, his uh, IQ, his football IQ. So, I mean, I I know. See, this is so different than 2005, <laughs> other than the fact that Rodgers is, you know, uh, actually older now than Brett Favre was then. That 2005, that 2004 team was was old. It was not going to be, you know, it was not going to be the same team in 2005. And so, uh, even though they did go, I think. I think they they made the playoffs that year, but then we all knew that they were going to fall off the next year just because they had had to replace a bunch of guys and they were getting old and their salary cap hell, and so it was it's a different situation. In this situation, they're in position to go and compete for a Super Bowl title, and I just taking a taking a quarterback at that point would just be so demoralizing. I think for a lot of people because you're you're right there, um, and I think adding an impact player on offense, you know, or on defense, wherever wherever it comes would just be too tantalizing for everybody. And yeah. uh, if they were to take quarterback, I think it would put people uh, incensed. It, it would, it, it would, they would not be happy about it. Yeah. But at some point, at some point I could see it. I are, mean, I, are Packers fans at Chiefs are they ever happy though, Zach? No, of course not. <laughs> but I, but I, look, the, the last two times that they went and got their Hall of Fame quarterbacks, they traded a first-round pick for a uh, for a third stringer in Brett Favre, I can't imagine what Twitter would have looked like. I think it would have blown up. Um, it would have uh, melted down. And then, you know, even in 2005, if Twitter had existed, people would have been just calling for Ted Thompson's head. Like, they were actually inside the um, draft party up in Green Bay. Like, those two moves were very, very controversial or would have been very, very controversial social media-wise if they had happened, like, now. Um, so, but they worked out. 
And I still remember being really, really upset that they picked Aaron Rodgers. Same. But it worked out perfectly. And, uh, you know, I guess you don't really want to go against that, but also you're, you're, you're right there. Can lightning strike three times with a quarterback? It's crazy. Probably not. And uh, speaking of the draft as a whole, I'm, I'm excited about it. Like, it's going to be something so unique and so different. I don't think we'll ever see, or maybe we will see something like it again. But, I, you know, Roger Goodell okay. is going to be doing it from his basement. How is he going to hug people? I'm excited to see the draft unfold. What about you? Well, there was a report, and I think EA Sports came out and said it's not true, but they were uh, reportedly, you know, putting together um, uh, animations of players walking across the stage and, and getting a hug from no. Roger Goodell. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I think EA Sports came out and said, "No, that's not true. That's not true at all." But that'd be hilarious. Um, I, I'm I'm anxious. I'm also honestly I'm just anxious for it to get here, so we have some more to talk about <laughs> and right. uh, and for us to complain about. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see how it plays out. I, I I'm not. A, I, I would love to be in Green Bay. I'd love to be in you know in the media room up in Green Bay, just like we have been the last few years, and, and doing it that way. And I guess we'll experience it this way. I, I'm wondering if. if Picks are going to get tipped like they do. Well, did you, you know, see that? Like, you know, like Zoom like is all afraid all... about getting hacked because Zoom has got some like hack concern, hacking concerns. What if some yeah, people can exactly. hack into Zoom and get to their big board? Right. Well, exactly. And then that big board's going to be on a on a racer board in somebody's living room. Yeah. You know, that's that's what the big board's going to look like in Brian uh, Brian Gutekunst's room. So I don't. You know, that's uh, I'm I'm wondering. There's a lot of unknowns here, right? And I'm, I guarantee the technology is going to fail at some point. Someone's sure. going to miss a pick, and we're going to have to. There's going to be a huge, big controversy about it. But uh, I'm just anxious for it to get here. I just wish it could get. I wish it could be tomorrow. <laughs> Nelson, you got something? Oh, I was just going to say, Zach. I know you mentioned it earlier. I just want to thank you for all those uh, Stavi soldiers out there. How you pointed <laughs> out how 2014 they really didn't have a passing game. I said, I said for the most of 2014. Nelson, uh, Nelson can't Joel grasp the fact and worked it in. Yeah, he's he's struggling with the fact that at the end of the 2015 season, when Joel Stavi led them down the field for the game-winning field goal in the in the Holiday Bowl, he also became the all-time leading yeah. uh, winner quarterback. in Wisconsin history. Nelson, so, who's a, a put some respect on that name. Nelson, who searches for I just truth like to and thank facts. You that you pointed that out. Nelson, who is on the you know Nelson, he's on the, he's on the mission to, to bring out expose the truth and bring out facts, right? Yeah, well, the one fact, the one fact staring him in the face, and the truth that Joel Stave is the all-time win- winningest quarterback in Wisconsin history, he just can't seem to grasp it. Zach, I don't. It's like you Doesn't know, like screaming facts. at a brick wall. Not a big, not a big fan of facts. No, he's all, not ever. And Zach, before he tries, I let you, <laughs> tries to say he does, but he doesn't. Yeah, Zach, before I let you go, buddy, what do you think of uh, when it comes to Major League Baseball? Would you be in favor of them starting all teams in Arizona or the Arizona-Florida Cactus League grapefruit experiment or then this new report that possibly kicking around of everyone going to Japan? Screw Japan. Um, Hell yeah. And, yeah, and not not every team in Arizona. Do the grapefruit and, and Cactus Leagues, largely because I think, wouldn't the Brewers be the favorites in their division? Oh, my God, they have the easiest one. <laughs> Someone joked, did Bud Seal help make the divisions? Because that would be... Uh, that would be amazing for Milwaukee if they ended up in that. What is it? The Northwest Division of the yeah, Cactus Northwest. League. I mean, I, I they would be they would be the favorites in that division. So I think I think a lot of uh, Bruce fans should be clamoring for that. Zach, I got one final question for you. Where did uh, Alex Hornibrook finish on that all-time winningest? Not first. Is he second? I don't think so. I know uh, he was getting close until his last year. He would, I think he ended up with like 24 or something like that, or 25. Nelson's trying to burn you, but it's going to fail miserably. That's what's happening. Uh, I'm just saying he's up there, and I think we all he, know he's not very good. He's up there. I think John, I think John Stock was ahead of him still. I think Brooks Ballinger's still ahead of him. But who's number one? Joel Stavi. Zach, thank you for your time. I appreciate it, brother. All right, guys, later. There he is, Zach Halpern, our sports director. Good stuff right there as we compile our all-time list. But, yes, Joel Stave is not on it. The quarterback is... Russell Wilson. We were compiling the Wisconsin all-time football team. Only could cover the offense today. A lot of debates to run through. Quarterback, Russell Wilson. Wide receivers, Lee Evans and Al Toon. Tight end, the man, the myth, the legend, Pat Richter. Running back, we got Ron Dane. And then there was a debate between Melvin Gordon and Jonathan Taylor. I think we might have to finish that tomorrow. Fullback, Matt Bernstein. 
Center, Mike Webster. Left tackle, Joe Thomas. Right tackle, Aaron Gibson. Left guard, we going Travis Frederick on that one, Nelson? Sure. Guy's a beast. Uh, and then he right, played it. He, he, so it counts. Yeah, still counts. He's played there. And then right guard, Kevin Zeitler. And then our kicker, Jim Bakken. How about those? Are you satisfied with all those? For the most part. I, I still need to see how that uh, running back. Well, I think we should dump Dane. Just a personal Yes, the personal NCAA opinion. is all-time leading rusher. We'll dump him. Not. We'll continue it tomorrow, though. And then we'll really dive into the defensive end of the ball, uh, side of the ball, with because um, we we'll have a lot of conversation when it comes to linebackers in Wisconsin football history, right? Is that going to be the biggest debate, you think? Oh, man. You can go and you can just start naming linebackers probably for the rest of the day until tomorrow's show. Yeah. Starting from 2000 to now. So we Not will, even tapping into anything before that. Yeah, we'll finish the Wisconsin all-time football team tomorrow. Defense. We'll talk some draft for the Green Bay Packers. And um, a little NBA. They got a 25-day plan that I want to get you guys' take on. And I have an interesting pop culture. I've had a lot of time to watch, you know, shows. So, well, I have an interesting pop culture debate that I know Nelson can dive into. Something of uh, the pop culture. doesn't know much in the pop culture, but this I know he knows for a fact. So, everyone, be safe out there. I want to thank Pat Richter for joining us on the show today. Matt Bernstein for joining us on the show today. Zach Heilprin for joining us on the show today. Barry Richter as well. It was awesome to have Pat and Barry on at the same time. Wisconsin legends. We'll have that up at the podcast. Uh, MattCitySportsZone.com is streaming there. All the Google Play, iTunes Store, anywhere you can get podcasts. Also streaming on Twitch.tv. Just search for Ebo Says. You can find all of the four hours there as well. Nelly, have a good day today. Everyone else out there, be safe. And in the meantime... <laughs>